Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your quite sick host, Jeremy J. Fassett. I am battling a cold, so forgive me for my voice, but I needed to record this intro so I could put out this lovely episode. Because in this episode, we get to meet Jolie Led, which is the brand new band fronted by singer-songwriter Nina Nastasia and guitarist multi-instrumentalist Jeff McLeod. In this chat, Nina and Jeff and I share quite a good conversation about how this record came to even be. How did they meet? How did they decide to join forces? And how did they decide which direction to take with this record? Which is a sort of perfect distillation a blending of both of their respective styles and also sort of pushing them into new territory. We talk about some of the themes going into it, some of the musical motifs going into it, the sort of desert landscape they crafted for themselves. We also talk a little bit about Nina's last solo record, Riderless Horse, which was one of my favorite records of last year and was her first solo album in about 12 years. We talk about the surprising ease with which they got moving as a band and how happy Nina is to even be in a band after so many years as a solo artist. We talk about the ups and downs of bandum, magical guitars, and much, much more. I was very pleased that they agreed to come on, and I hope you enjoy. So thank you for listening. This is me meeting Jolie Led. all the time we have yeah i mean i gotta um, we gotta go i guess um <laughs> no no uh no all right we figured it out cool um and no one will need to hear us scrambling they're just gonna hear us start and we're gonna sound professional we're gonna sound like we knew exactly what we were doing yeah of course <laughs> all right well hello nina hello jeff hey hello how are you guys doing today oh. excellent yeah, it's pretty good. I think I think I'm okay. Yeah, pretty um, good. Good. I'm I'm glad you, you guys. Uh, I'm all right. Thank you for asking. I just rolled in from work. Uh, so me I'm too, like, man. Yeah. So I just like 20 minutes ago came in and sat down. Um, what do you do? I am a high school English teacher. Oh, oh wow! Wow! <laughs> oh wow! I'm like you. So basically, we should be interviewing you. <laughs> Yeah, really super interesting. Maybe we'll circle back to that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's why, like, the timing wise, like, this is when I can do them because I'm home now. Teachers, you know, luckily, teachers, as a teacher, I get out uh, at a relatively early time versus like regular, you know, nine to five type jobs. But that being said, almost half, I'd say, or more of the interviewees that I in- invite, they're like, can we do 10 o'clock in the morning? And I'm just like, I, <laughs> I can't right. do it. So that that sucks sometimes. But I'm glad you guys came out and are hanging out for a while. And I appreciate you. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. No um, so we should say early on, uh, the main reason for our uh, doing this is that you guys have a joint record coming out uh, very, very soon, actually, because uh, today is Tuesday the 14th, it's coming out on Friday the 17th um, on Oscar Street Records, your self-titled 
Jolie Led record. Am I saying that correct? Yes, you are. Okay, yep. I, I did some studying. I tried to figure that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Jolie Led, the self-titled record from uh, U2 is coming out. Uh, before we get into deeper stuff, where did that name come from anyway? Uh, Nina well, came up with that. Well, I don't think she came up with it, but it was her (laughs) idea. Um, Well, you know, it's like, it's always an expression that I've kind of liked because um, it's just, you know, it's, it's that, so it's a French, it's a French expression for, if I have it correct, I think I have it correct. Is it basically ugly, pretty? It's Mm. like, or pretty ugly, one of those. Um, It's a beauty that, that has an ugliness to it um and you can look up like jolie led women and and so many of them it's hard to find the ugly in it but but anyway it's i guess it's like an an unusual unusual beauty Hmm. that on some angles maybe comes off even ugly so i love i love that idea of like you know because the whole kind of point of uh at least like for writing for me is to just make some really ugly subject matter pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like a puzzle of trying to do, you know, make, make something, um, show the beauty and, in whatever ugliness is there, because there's always something if you find it. I'll have to play my students. You saying that because I have a course that I teach. that's all about, that and about finding yeah and like finding beauty in the unbeautiful and finding beauty in unlikely places and things like that it's interesting yeah it's i mean it's like a survival mechanism you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you can can go through the worst of times and and try to piece together something find something in it that it's either something you can learn from something you can that comes out of it that can be quite beautiful. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah. It seems like an important lesson. That's <laughs> cool you're teaching it. Uh, so you two have uh, known each other for quite some time. Um, when and, and roughly when and how did you two kind of enter each other's orbits? Um, um, 2000. Yeah, it would be like 2005 or something. We okay. we we crossed paths in Albini Studio. Um, Nina was next up uh, to record. We were I was in a band called the Cape May, um, and we were just finishing. And the day we finished, I actually went to a poker tournament with Steve and came back to find Nina and Kenan pretty into the drinking with Clinton Flagel. Um, <laughs> it was probably like one in the morning or something. And we stayed up till, man, I swear the sun was coming up. Maybe even, I don't know. Um, Nina didn't know at the time, but we were huge fans. Uh, they, and the black and air was probably why we actually recorded with Steve. Cause we, we were sort of a delicate band and we had listened to the black and air and been like, wait a minute, Steve Albini did this. Cause you know, I, at the time, thought Steve Albini, Jesus Lizard, that kind of stuff. So, and then we found out you could just record with them. Like we were, <laughs> you know, three kids from Canada in our early twenties. And we were like, wait, you could just record with this guy. Like, you know, <laughs> you would assume like, you'd have to know like a Rick Rubin type thing where it's like, Oh no, you have to be on this huge label and all this money. 
so yeah, and then we got a grant to do it and we met Nina in the studio and and uh we just got along really well. I mean, Kenan was really easy to get along with. He's hilarious. Um <laughs> Yeah, and we just fell in love with these two and then I I don't really know how it happened. I heard that more or less once you guys were looking for a band, was it your idea to bring us as the band or was it Steve's? We asked Steve. We were like, do you how, I think we asked Steve um if he knew anyone that would we kind of willing to do that to just like sort of be my band and then also do support stuff and go on tour and all that stuff in Europe and the States. Um yeah. and he suggested you guys, which oh, uh, man. poor things. <laughs> Uh, well what about we like ruined kenan's and yours minds on that can you here's the thing nina's mine used to for, mine new york for other reasons but no you probably guys like, did ruin kenan's mind <laughs> her band was always like you know pros like jim white jay belrose whoever and all mm -hmm. of a sudden these three 20 year old canadian more mm -hmm. or less drunks i guess were <laughs> you know, half a year of touring with us. Um, it's actually amazing. We we're so tight through all that. And still, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs, but there was it was some the best. And it was, it was just, it was pretty funny. I mean, we had some funny yeah. experiences. We, we got, we, and I'm, I mean, I can't imagine better bandmates to be booked into a cult with, but we yeah. were booked into a cult, like an actual cult. And um, yeah, we actually, we, we, I think we were probably, I think we we're all pretty romantic. So we, we created this scene about how we had to escape the cult, but we actually <laughs> worked it like we were escaping and like, didn't even play the show, but we had to get out of the <laughs> compound and it was a very dramatic thing. <laughs> that will make a really yeah. interesting chapter of the book someday. <laughs> Yeah, really. It it it. What I mean, it was a very strange experience, and we ended up just flying out of there in the middle of the night and ending up in some what what in a campground with was it like a hornet's nest that was by like they had one no spot, there was either a snake there was one spot nest. near the rattlesnakes yeah they said right. just don't go uh, down like, to the yeah, right there's a rattlesnake yeah we'll rattlesnake pit wow anyways. But like those kinds of experiences will imprint on the relationship. And I feel like that is probably why you're still close, those kinds of things. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. we had, we just we just became we all just became really good friends. Yeah. Sort of right away. And then um yeah, I mean, and then anybody that could kind of manage through uh the kind of tours Ken and I would put on that, that you know, more power to them. Like I, they survived it, then we'll become out friends, I guess. If <laughs> <laughs> we could survive that. Yeah. I like that Steve Albini has a place, a big place in your origin story as a, as, as friends, because I know uh, Nina, he did, I think all of your solo albums. He had a hand in all of your solo albums. Um, you know, going back even to dogs, I know, he has been, you know, quoted as saying dogs is like one of the favorite projects he's worked on. Um, how did you meet Steve in the first place? 
Well, so, I mean, Kenan did, uh, my partner at the time, did um, the thing, you know, we discovered what Jeff discovered where, where he, he, you know, he, I think I had made some little uh, demo tape. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I, that was the probably the only time I made a demo tape now <laughs> ever. Um, but and it was like a cassette. And we sent it to um Ken and sent it to Steve. And you know, of course he was like, Yep, yeah, I'll do it. You know, like there was no we, I think we thought the same thing, like, ooh, I'll just see yeah. if he'll but he's that's the great thing about him, he'll record you. Um, he just makes it possible to get a beautiful recording. So um uh so you know it was like it, it was a very big decision because we didn't have even though it was quite affordable to to do it um in the, for the you know the caliber that he records you in um we ended up doing like a little fundraiser and raised money and then and then went out and hmm. uh went out to Chicago and recorded it and then it just I I kind of I'm really grateful that that's the kind of that's the way recording live and all at once is what I've now used to because it's it's I think it's such a great way to record I I really enjoy it a lot yeah. come come out of it I think you know I don't think one's better than the other but but for me it's just you you can things happen when everybody's playing together that you know that can be quite special and and um even a mistake can end up being the right thing and you know yeah and i mean there really are few people i mean jeff basically spoke to this before but there really are seemingly few people who can make a recording of people playing music that really does drop you into the room mm-hmm. like steve does i mean your records with him sound like you are just sitting surrounded by all these people and that's really hard to do so i mean mm-hmm. he, he is like yeah i mean he's yeah. he's pretty genius at that and yeah. not you know knowing how to actually you know uh put together a room of mics and <laughs> where where people go and it's just like yeah yeah okay. so you two have known each other for almost 20 years now then um wow. why yeah why <laughs> to put it into perspective yeah. uh why <laughs> how then is now the time that you are collaborating on a single album together hmm. well um i bet jeff i'm so happy he's here because my i don't remember a lot of things and especially during the time that we decided to work on stuff it was an incredibly stressful time so i'm not gonna remember the real mm-hmm. uh, details of it but i'll start it so uh Kenan, this um uh my partner of I think it was like twenty six or seven years, I think. Um he committed suicide and um and that you know that relationship was quite um troubling, difficult. Um and a lot of people didn't wasn't weren't even very aware of the, the you know the extent of it, but um, but he was like a very loved individual, and he's he was very special in a lot of ways, um, and so when he died, Jeff was one of the people that you came out to New York, right? You came out, yeah, 
Yeah, you came out. I I was coming out anyways to finish the the norm script, oh, I guess. Right, with yeah. With with yeah. Kenneth? That oh. was our plan. Yeah. And I knew something was weird because like I was coming out there and three weeks before I was texting him going, Hey, I get here on this day, you know, oh, right. yeah, you know, right. and he wasn't responding. And I was like, what is going on? So, mm -hmm. um, that was just me coming out, you know, a week after it happened anyways. And then, you know, seeing you and hanging out with you and yeah, that was, I mean, I guess that was the catalyst was just, we were grieving. I mean, Kenan was actually one of my best friends too. And I didn't really, that the abuse, I guess, was hidden so well. I Like all I ever saw of Kenan was just this uh, amazingly intelligent, boisterous comedian, really, you know, and his relationship with me was, pretty much just purely comedic we we for a decade at least we were texting like teenagers jokes you know um and I know that when he passed Nina and I were talking quite a bit and I can't remember exactly what happened but I feel like you might have said something like you know do you have any music or something give me something I need something to do oh I and I couldn't remember how it started, but that makes that makes a lot of sense because yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have. I mean, the collaborations wouldn't. I I think most collaborations wouldn't have happened with Kenan being alive because it was he was he was very um, controlling in that's that right. way, the music and and um and that's a one of those you know one of those things about looking at a horrible horrible event and trying to find something um that comes out of it that's somewhat i don't know like the word positive but you know positive i guess uh and so um yeah i mean i i had i had a real freedom after that that so uh yeah, I can't remember actually, but I I, I do remember saying to you because I I thought it was after you'd sent me stuff, but I do remember saying to you, yeah, yeah, send me. Stuff. I'm I'm trying to basically stay busy because I was uh, it was sitting in stillness was not very no. not good for me, and also right like maybe two weeks after he died, um. COVID hit New York super hard. So mm -hmm. that was like the lockdown happened yep. too. So it was a very, it was a really weird time. Yeah. And so, and Jeff, I was, oh, sorry. You, I was just gonna say, so you, did you already have some of this music like ready? Well, I was, yeah, I was playing my, it's a bit of a weird story here, but I, I got uh, my grandpa's guitar in his will. Um, it's a, it's like an early fifties Les Paul Jr. And I would never touch it for like 10 years. Cause I was, you know, it's like a mystical yeah. a piece of equipment to me or something. Yeah. He was like my hero, this POW and, and the nicest guy ever. And I just was like, well, he wouldn't want me to not play this thing. And I picked it up and it had this like woody old tone. And it was like, I just sort of like it like disabused me of all my prog rock nonsense, you know? And I started writing these little like 
pop songs, I guess. And so I just had a bunch of different style of music riffs and I was really enjoying it, um, playing this guitar. And so that new sort of sound I was experimenting with, that was the whole batch of songs I was sending Nina. And it was fascinating to watch. Like I could put a stopwatch on, send Nina a song, 30 minutes later, she'd send it back. It'd be like full lyrics and melodies and it's the same <laughs> that's on the record. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I remember I sent you away too soon. That was the first song. Yeah. And like 30 minutes later, it came back and it's the same lyrics, same melodies. I'm just like, yeah, wow, was, that is one of those super really, really easy collaborations where it's just like, it's almost like you're just talking back and forth and it's so it's really, uh, yeah, it was very, very, very easy. Hmm. actually the whole thing was, was quite easy <laughs> it was, Which was we didn't think we were going to do anything with it we were yeah. just like oh. that could be you it. know what i mean there was no pressure it was like oh we're just doing this as an experiment or an exercise yeah. and then all of a sudden we were like well you know i remember showing it to clint our bandmate and he was like this is really good man and i was like it is right and he was like you guys should do something with this and then I think we started actually thinking, like, wait, are we a band now? <laughs> and Nina was like, I want to be in a band. I know. I've never been in a band before, ever. Yeah. This is the first band I've ever been in. Well, hopefully it's not the last story. Maybe you guys keep keep chugging along. Maybe you're maybe you're, uh, you're a band now. I mean, who, you know? We're a band now. We've you're got a band our, now. We are. Yeah. We're, we're already, we're almost finishing. We're finishing in, like, what, the end of, no, end of this month. Um, we all meet and finish the second record. Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right. So then that does that mean that was this record complete before Riderless Horse was released? Has it been that long? So that's a I can't remember. I think we it was complete before it was released, but I feel like you were writing the songs at the same time. Okay. I was writing the songs at the same time. Yes. I de okay. definitely writing the same. And I, and I think, yes, I think because there was a, um, so before I went to Chicago, I think, and lived there for maybe a couple of months and it's Steve and Heather's place. And then, um, I think it was in that time that I recorded the vocals, uh, yeah. and and then I went and recorded uh, "Riderless Horse." Got this, it. Yeah. So, a lot of this came from Jeff having these foundations that he sent to you, and then you laid lyrics, melodies, and I assume your acoustic guitar over them. Um, no. I didn't, I oh. didn't, well, there's only, there's one song that I wrote on the guitar, but that's just that, that one song, right? Okay. Or was it two songs? No, there's like two, uh, Pacific Coast Highway, You Sent Me, and My Darling. Okay. Okay. I don't remember yeah. writing Pacific Coast Highway on the guitar, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how I would play it. But, uh, so, but the other ones, yeah, everything else was, um, Jeff would send me. Hmm. Just basically send me a song and yeah then I'll, and i came up with the other part yeah um, and so you you know you said you you've never been in a band before nina and so jeff obviously had been and so i'm wondering then 
what do you like the most about these collaborations? Because you mentioned these kinds of collaborations probably wouldn't have happened before. And the only yeah. one we really have is is the incredible Jim White record that you put out, You Follow Me, yeah. which is so good. Um, but like then that was it for a really long time. Um, yeah. So like, what do you get out of kind of putting your main instrument down and taking like a seat and just like writing songs with someone? Um, well, it's, it's, it's definitely like, uh, I mean, it was super fun as almost like a challenge of like doing a puzzle, like, mm. a, you know, just trying to fit, um, words in a space, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, and it's, you know, I don't think I'm trying to think back and I feel bad if I forgot my brain is so bad about remembering things. So I'll feel bad if I did do a collaboration before and I forgot it, but I can't think of a, I mean, I think this was, I think this was the first time actually writing in that. Cause a lot of times I would do collaborations where I would, the song would be done like for the gym record too. Like the song was done and, and he, made this thing out of you know his hit it was definitely a collaboration because of what he would do come in with the drums were like a whole other voice you know yeah um but but the song itself was was done and it's mm -hmm. it's it's a very different thing um to kind of give up that control i kind of like giving up the control because uh and having this other project because I think it just, you can learn so much and it's very easy to get caught in a rhythm of you're doing sort of almost samey corporate corporate progressions, for example, or, you mm -hmm. know, this way it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's just like a great way to kind of expand your brain. And also, you know, I can see like, my writing was very influenced by that. It was very different than the other stuff. Very different than I thought, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's just super exciting. I mean, and, and now the band has like, basically the thing we started has now expanded into two other people. Oh. And it's so it's, I mean, it's really interesting because I'm starting to see, oh, band with a band, you, you basically, you don't get the last say necessarily. Like mm -hmm. you can get voted out, which is like <laughs> an entirely different experience for me. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's, um, it's actually, I, you know, I think it's it's really interesting because. You know, once again, there's a lot of times you can just not, it's good, I think, uh, well, for me, it's good to talk for myself. It's good to not be so precious, really. I'm not really precious about my own stuff too much, but but now I can really like sort of sit back and and not be, try, you know, not try to control every little thing because what comes out in the end is, it's quite magnificent if you let go of that control and let someone else's brain add something to it because it's going to be it's going to be like more interesting in the end i think mm. you know yeah 
And so sonically or, 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 I don't know, thematically or however you want to say it, um, I've seen for the singles that have come out so far, because previous to the record, you guys put out, I think, three singles. Um, and a lot of the, the, the descriptions about them are very, you know, desert and <laughs> spaghetti Western and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering musically, I guess, mostly from Jeff and then uh, lyrically and topically from, from Nina, you know, was that actually, when did that sort of become the, uh, the tone we were going for, or was that kind of a happy accident? I mean, that's, that is all Jeff, I think, because Jeff, uh, and it's funny that he comes, he came up with something that I, yeah, I recognize as very desert, even West coast, you right. know, and that's where I'm from. So I was kind of like, Ooh, I, I really liked sitting in that, uh, world, especially being in a very oppressive East, East coast thing that I was in, you know, right. so will escape for me anyway go on jeff i'm talking over you uh i think it was just the magic in my grandpa's guitar i don't know what was going on i've (laughs) never played that style i could say that like i had i'm kind of a hyper person i'd never had coffee in my life and in covid (laughs) i was my wife was making me these like oat milk lattes and it was like definitely zone it's kind of nerdy but it was like zoning me in and also I had never gone deep on the Beatles and I was, I had a baby in COVID and we were just listening to the Beatles all the time. Mm. And for whatever reason, I was going down and picking up my grandpa's guitar and these, you know, spaghetti Western-y kind of vibes, things were happening. And um, I think it's a happy accident to be honest, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it definitely works with, uh, that I, I mean, the second record, I, I'm so excited for people to hear it, but it's it, this is a good lead up for the second one. I wouldn't say the second one is as much of it like a desert spaghetti Western thing. Nina, would you say that? No, no, it's not. I mean, this is like such. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's a very different sounding record, but it still makes sense that it's the 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 same. You know. Coffee stopped working and now we're back to like the doomy like no. I don't know. It's um I mean that the it feels evolved is what I'm trying to say. Not like a whole different thing, but it feels mm-hmm. like yeah, that's what I think too. Two other people came into it and and they were kind of two other people that we wanted on the first one as well, but it yeah. ended up not happening for logistic reasons and so it really felt like the second one felt like oh we're all here and it, it. it's funny because it came together kind of really quickly in in a I, it's funny we jeff and i tried to recreate the same situation of mm-hmm. how easy flowing it was and it wasn't flowing quite so easily no hell happened until we got to this we until we got to the studio and the studio we were like well we're not going to be able to make a whole record because we don't even have enough material we're not even and we ended up like just doing all the right like the uh a good bulk of the writing in the studio yeah it was like oh my god it, it, it just felt like oh wow this is working completely working the same way we got a we got a grant too so we kind of had a deadline so we went in with sort of a half finished half baked 
uh, concept, but I think you and I had way more of a foundation of a record than we thought we did. And then of course, Morgan's such a wizard and Clint brought in yeah. a handful of great songs. And uh, I don't know the chemist that was like the, by far the most fun I've ever had making a record. Like everyone we, we, was just clicking. Yeah. You too. Yeah. 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 And it, I the, mean, we, we, it was some weird stuff like, Oh, sorry. I'm talking over you. No, go no, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. We're just going to talk for a while, Jeremy. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, that's what this is about. It's about people talking. <laughs> How are you doing, Nina? What's going on? Well, um, so, so I'll talk over you now. So the the uh, there was a weird moment where there was a song and I had come up with like the, I don't know, I came up with part of the song. Like, oh, it was like, it was a strange situation where I think Jeff had sent stuff to both Clint and myself to write stuff. And he's, he's fantastic he's a fantastic musician anyway he was he was going in his own world writing something to this uh, music i was going in my own world writing to something in this music i had one section he had another section not planned it just happened to be two different sections and somehow it happened to work together which was mm. very weird because we came in like going ah, i didn't have the whole thing and he was like well i didn't have the whole thing and then we just did it and it seemed to work it was one of those kind of funny funny situations that way which i was just like "Ooh, is this what it's like to be in a band <laughs> yeah oh, so fun. interesting too like having you here for the occasion of the self-titled debut but you've already basically completed almost the second one so now you have this like vision of where you are now but to like the regular listener that's the future right and to you that's now and so like that must in a way alter your perception of you guys as a band of this of this first record because you know where you've gone next already which is yeah. sort of fun and cool yeah i mean it's you know and it doesn't make any it doesn't make this first one any less it's just it's 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 a it's kind of to me it feels like a perfect beginning to this thing you know mm, right I, I i really i really love how that one turned out and i think it's it's just continued with an addition of two other voices that are very, very strong voices. So it makes a difference. To, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, it's interesting. Are you still the like singer lyricist for this? No. new? Okay. I mean, I, the new one, I mean, well, I mean, I am, but part, you know, partially because right. Clint is now, uh, he's that same thing too. So the okay. two of kind of that thing um and and i mean that is just uh i mean it's it it really is like a dream it's you know i mean i am over the moon with doing this because it's like it's it's super fun and everybody you know everybody is coming in with every single person comes in with something very specific to them and it just like melds so well together and everybody is also kind of equally not precious. So it's a, it's a, it's a, we're not coming in. We, we just haven't come into a lot of snags with stuff. You know what I mean? In yeah. terms do, of do you play in bands, Jeremy? No, I play alone. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Well, I, I was just going to make a point to say that, like, I've been playing in bands for like 30 years and it's it's taken me like this long to find people to be in a band with where someone isn't like willing to quit the band if you're over their part or something like. Right, right. It's it's amazing how hard it is to find people to play music with that can't be critiqued, you know, like, yeah, it's you know, for the better of the song. It's like so many people in my experience were like, well, no, you just don't get that part, man, because that's like my soul. And you're just like, <laughs> okay, man, you know, like, yeah. So that's, that's why I think for Nina to be in her first band with us is like, you know, no one ever gets butthurt about anything. You know, you could say like, and we do like, like Jeff, that, that drumming is horrible like go do whatever you did do the exact opposite and i'm like okay i'll try and then you do and they were right you know um yeah. so that like hive mind um pure collaborative thing is just the most fun i think in it and it, i i i know what nina's saying when she says it's just like you know she's so enthusiastic about it it's just refreshing to be in a band like this where you're not like dancing around things you know i don't want to hurt your ego and right right um yeah it's just it's yeah. it's great and and there is a there's a like a very like a wise old friend that's now dead who was a musician uh said to me once like i was getting all upset about something and he was just like you know it's just music <laughs> just music. right which is it's just true it's just like i mean there's no real like there is no right or wrong really it's just like you know they're just a bunch of choices and uh yeah so um and you know there's there's been i mean i mean there's been times where i would listen to something go oh i do not like that i do not like that i do not like that <laughs> and then uh i'll you know, I'll be kind of voted out and then I'll like longer I listen to it, the more I kind of haven't, like I kind of understand it a little better. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like, sometimes it becomes like, oh yeah. I mean, I, I think I actually like that part now. I get it. Like I didn't get it before because it was, it was not in my kind of vocabulary of what I'm what i'm doing personally you know what i mean right right so that's the beauty of collaborating i think is that you just really can expand your brain into yeah. and, you know sort it's, of yeah it's funny jeff I, i'm assuming you asked me that because you see the guitar hanging behind me yeah. um <laughs> it's funny that you ask that because like i've i've been you know writing my own songs for for years since probably high school and i used to have that sort of like romantic fantasy of like having a band but then somewhere along the line i was like hmm i record alone in this room that i'm in right now and it's like i guess i think nina understands where i'm coming from i get to decide everything you know what i mean right. and, and and it's not that i would never want to be in a band but you're so right that i think there is a romantic version of the band that people who aren't in one see and it must be so 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 hard to get to a band that is diplomatic and respectful of each other's creativity and input and critiques and all that stuff and like that's what i would be so scared of if i was trying to form a band i like that i get to call my own shots and i mean i'm not 
professional. I do this. I make music and I put it up online and like five people hear it and I just do it because I like it. But if I was like doing this for my career, I, I'd be terrified to to do that, to join forces with people because it's it's hard. It, yeah. well, you just have to stick with people that you are like, you like and are like sort of equally passionate about music with, which is right. hard to find, you know? Right. I've always, so, I know with Clinton and I, we've always sort of found people that were in it for reasons with like, uh, I guess, unequal enthusiasm. You know, we were definitely the two most keen people um, until we met Flegel. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to navigate for sure. Um, mm. I think there is a lot of value in it for me, the value, the rewarding parts have been like traveling with my friends and stuff, you know, like Clinton, his name's Clinton St. John, but we've been best friends since like 96 or something. And I remember Nina took us to Serbia and, you know, we're just two dorks from Calgary and I'm, we're walking around, you know, in Belgrade or whatever and going like, how is this, did, you know, like those are the kind of experiences that like music has given me that, you know, I, I wouldn't have without music. I would just be working somewhere. Um, and so like, it is really rewarding. I think it is rewarding to write and play. And it just, it, it just as to sort of be a part of your life. If you love music and are as passionate about it as I've always been, um, even just to record your own songs and put them out, like you say, five people listening, that's great. Um, but yeah, it's the band thing is it's, it's been ups and downs struggles, you know, it's, it's, I agree. It's not as romantic of a prospect, especially now that music is just free basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's no one I know is, I even have friends that are fairly popular bands and they're still more or less paying to play. And you're just like, Oh man. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, so you do the, it because you love it, I guess, and that's yeah. it. Really. And at the same time, I mean, as someone who makes all my stuff alone, and there are plenty of people who are successful and do professionally who do everything alone, it it can feel like you are in a vacuum, and there's no one to give you that bounce back, and there's no one to right. give you critique. And so, yeah, there's absolutely value in that because eventually, I saw I saw something on online the other day. I forget if it was Instagram or or Twitter or what or X or whatever. Um, but it was like, oh, I've been driving around for days listening to my sa- my song a hundred <laughs> times over. Is this mixing? And I was like, that's exactly how it feels because there's no one else to listen to anything. So I oh, feel like, that's funny. you know what I mean? So like, there is definitely value in having the right people in the group with you. And it sounds like you guys found that. Yeah, I yes. think so, so far. Yeah, yeah we see. definitely did. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> So um, solo, the, I mean, doing it also creating something on your own is great too. I mean, it's not like a, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I sound like I'm getting all down on myself. I'm not, I'm proud. <laughs> um, so lyrically, um, so we have this sort of desert landscape that was kind of crafted and conjured by the music. And then Nina, your lyrics sort of feel, um, like these little character studies almost, or like, like scene snapshots from this time or this space. Um, and so coming after an album, well, you know, release wise coming after an album, like Riderless Horse, that was so exactly about you. Mm -hmm. Was that refreshing for you to write 
yes. songs about other people, basically. I think I think I think it was like the the music that was coming uh, to me from Jeff was so uh, it had a, like a real cinematic kind of feel to it, For sure. and so it immediately kind of put me in a movie, and then it was just incredibly refreshing to like <laughs> be able to um, because. The riderless horse thing was not a was not particularly fun. Any of it was not particularly fun. It was like right. a, it was something. Uh, it felt like I had to do was driven to do and and um and this was this was more. This kind of was like oh I can do music for the it's fun you know mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's the fun aspect of music um and of course doing music has always been i mean the actual creating has always been a sheer joy but the actual pursuing music was was so miserable at some point with my partner that i stopped you know right um so there was like a kind of yeah so it was it was interesting that both were happening at simultaneously i think that was it seems quite healthy looking back on it you know like yeah i i can see that yeah yeah um and i know this past year and change you've you've done some touring for the first time in in quite a while um i i did catch your album release show at union pool last year which was really lovely um Yeah, I'm in Connecticut, so sometimes when the right person okay. when the right person swings through New York, I'll be like, "All right, I'll I'll go, I'll go to New York." <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did catch that where you played the whole album in full. I don't feel like you've done that since then, but but the Riderless Horse, yeah, I haven't done it. Yeah, ever. but the Riderless Horse songs do come up in the set lists and mixed in with the older songs, and I I I'm just wondering, sort of like now about a year on of touring and getting back on the stage. Um, is it, is it tricky for you to play those songs or have you sort of gotten to a certain place with them? Um, no, it's not, it's not at all tricky. It was, it was, I mean, it's funny. There's a song that I don't play and I, I just haven't played it. And, and, um, and it's the song that uh, asked me and I played it at that Mm -hmm show and i kind of knew well, i'm not gonna play this song after yeah. that that's yeah. it i mean because it um and it's it kind of for me it really represents that entire record it just seems like that's this song for the, the whole record and it was and it was just a uh a bummer like <laughs> i didn't want to revisit it yeah but um but it's not uh you know that record was incredibly difficult emotionally to master and I've never had it where, you know, I can compartmentalize very well. So I've never had a, a situation where I like, can't do a song because I'm going to cry, you know, like right, that kind right. of. Um, but uh, with this, I with this record, I I actually for the mastering part, I like didn't I I had to not do it. I had to not listen to it and just say I've have, um, you know, I've just had the experts listen to it and say yeah it's fine but i just i just didn't want to yeah i couldn't do it it was like really it was really hard which i was yeah. surprised by actually but that's fine to play them now yeah yeah and were there any um 
Were there any older songs of yours that were particularly difficult to relearn after so many years away? All of them are. I mean, there's like, <laughs> I'm, like the laziest, I'm the laziest person when it comes to practicing. Mm. Hate it. It's like, well, well, for solo, it's awful because you're not even around other people. You're just by yourself <laughs> and you're, it's terrible. So uh, it takes, and my memory's not all that good. So it takes me forever to learn stuff so i try to um and some of the tuning is weird and some of the fingering is weird and, and i haven't you know i'm i'm not great on the guitar so so i have to really work at that kind of stuff and so mm -hmm. i make myself do songs that i haven't done because they're difficult and just try to learn them because it's just like well they are my songs i should be able to play them kind of thing like, I know. think I was I think I was talking I was trying to think of who, who this is reminding me of I was talking to uh to Lizzie from Land of Talk and um they were talking about that same thing like I don't write anything down I don't write tabs I don't write chords I barely write my lyrics and it's, so it's really hard it's really hard to relearn that stuff oh it's like where am I where is my finger on this on this and and it's not like it's on a piano or it's like you go up and you go down and you can hear the difference. You can kind of pick out what the note is. Mm -hmm. Guitars are ridiculous. They're ridiculous. You know, the same, you know, <laughs> you could do it a million, 10 different ways and it sounds the same. So it's really yeah. hard to figure out. And I know, I know there were some sort of unreleased songs from some of the recent sets. Are those Jolie Led oh, songs yeah. or are those like new Nina songs? Well, I did do a Jolie Led one I wrote, wrote for that the band that murder ballad one jeff i've been playing um oh, nice. but uh the other uh no the other ones are for this new record i'm gonna do so okay. i've been kind of like working on i've been i've been i found it's like I, I never really did this before i never played songs out for long periods of time before recording them and it's actually a nice thing to do because it come you can find different ways of singing it and stuff and so so I've, yeah. I've i have a lot that i'm hopefully gonna gonna record this winter for the next thing for my own thing that's very good news for us <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I i would imagine there was a little bit of maybe trepidation going into sort of a return after so many years but it seems like oh it was scary, it was scary. terrifying yeah it was terrifying. I, I mean, I'm not, I can't speak from your perspective, but as a, as a, as a fans, from a fan's perspective and someone who's chronically like looking at this stuff, it does seem like it was well-received and it feels like it was well-received and we are very, very happy that you're back. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so this new record is coming out soon. You have a second one that'll be on the way soon. Um, is there any intention to tour Jolie Led? I mean, uh, Yes, we have to tour. I just don't, I think it's, it's true. It's, we have to, yeah, we have to figure it out somehow. Um, mm -hmm. But it's tricky. It's like starting, it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. We have to figure it out. Hmm. We have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but just we, get so. Maguire Wilco to bring us on tour. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> they did with Nina. Um, yeah. yeah, no, we want to do it for sure. I, I, it's just logistics and, and everyone's lives and how to do right, it. Right. And, um, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it would, it would be, it'd be cool to see 
this very sort of specific sense of place that you guys have on this record sort of be transferred to the stage that'd be oh, neat yeah no, I, i'm i i definitely want to do that so you know it's a it's a little it's a little tricky that we're not in the same place but but that's not an you know that's also not an excuse we can figure it out you know <laughs> i'm dramatic but we'll figure we'll figure it out somehow yeah um all right well the self-titled Jolie Led record is coming out on November 17th, and apparently we can keep our eyes peeled for a second one in the not-too-distant future. Um, so that's exciting on its own, but I hope people check out this uh, debut album. It's less than a half hour, people. It's <laughs> it's like a little journey. Just go take it. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys so much for swinging by and chatting oh, about this yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. I, I was very excited to hang out with you guys for a little bit. Oh, uh, I had one more question on my notes. How is Misha doing? <laughs> I saw, I saw, yeah. Yeah, see, where is he? Oh my gosh. Sleeping right. <laughs> oh. oh, now he's licking his butt. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's good. He's really good. I know. Really Misha's, good. Misha's a star. He needs a little behavioral training right now, so I got to figure that out. Oh, okay. he's, he's a bit of a barker, so I've got to figure out. Hmm. When, a bit of yeah, my my dog uh we when we first got her we lived in an apartment and she didn't bark at anything and now we live in a house in like a regular neighborhood and she barks at everything wow so yeah i don't know i don't know i just That's spoke to someone that said you know they were like because he he also kind of goes on the attack a little bit for certain people i don't know so i was talking to someone and there and he, he was like yeah we have a dog does the same thing and and then so what did you do he's like yeah we just don't socialize anymore <laughs> so my wife oh. doesn't socialize anymore <laughs> oh that's no that's not the answer <laughs> it's gotta be so i gotta figure oh. out oh. well i'm sure he'll i'm sure he'll be okay he's a star yes he's cutie <laughs> all right jeff nina thank you very much for talking thank to you, me Jerry. Oh. thank I'll you talk, i'll talk to you later bye guys okay, right. bye, bye.